Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line podcast network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute, yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. Gimme the Hogs Chuck! Man, I don't know about you guys, but I am ready for a football weekend. I'm excited about the game tomorrow. I'm ready to get up early, get to the stadium, and watch the Razorbacks take on South Carolina. I'm glad football's back. Doesn't it feel good just to be at the point of the year now where we know that Saturday means the Razorbacks are going to play? And I know people right now are making plans for what they're going to do as they head to Fayetteville, how they're going to get there early because it is going to be an early kick. And I would imagine people are going to be moving around well before the sun comes up in parts of Arkansas tomorrow as they try to make their way to Fayetteville to watch the ball game. I hope we have a good crowd. I hope it's a good crowd and I hope it's ready to go because there are going to be, and I want you to follow me on this, there are going to be more 11 a.m. kickoffs. And we're going to talk about why in just a minute. But I want to remind you of what happened at Georgia last year when the Razorbacks went down to Athens. It was an early kickoff. You know, going into the ballgame, I had the thought, and I think a lot of people had the thought that, you know, early kicks favor the road team. Crowd's not going to be in place yet. They're not going to be quite as noisy, and we're going to have an opportunity maybe to get off to a good start. You see, that happens sometimes in those early games. The road team will come in. They'll get off to a good start, and it just kind of changes the complexion of the ball game. I've never seen a crowd have an effect for the home team in an early kick the way Georgia's crowd did last year. Any thought that any of us had about that crowd not being there, uh, it was just as off base as any thought could be because they were there early, and when that game kicked off, I mean, they were a factor right away. They intimidated the Razorbacks. I mean, they did. Arkansas got rattled early by the crowd, and they never recovered. Never recovered in the ballgame. And I really do believe that just the, the hornet's nest, so to speak, that the Razorbacks walked into down there really had a lot to do with how the day unfolded. It is not unreasonable to expect as a player when you go on the road for an early game, it's not unreasonable to expect that the crowd may be a bit late arriving. But you know, it's not that way for the good teams. It's not that way when Georgia plays early. It's not that way when Alabama plays early. And I hear people say, well, when are we going to beat Alabama? When are we going to beat Georgia? When are we going to be at that level? Well, being present... And being ready to roll whatever time you play is part of it. I really did believe last year after the first five minutes of the football game that the Razorbacks had run into something they were totally unprepared for. Because you couldn't be prepared. 
for that type of atmosphere. And if we're going to crack that glass ceiling as a program, fan base has got to have something to do with it. Now, I have never been one of those people who say to fans, you're obligated to go. You know, the obligation's on the team to get you there. The obligation's on the football team to entertain you enough to make you want to go. So I've never been one to blame fans for not showing up, and I never will be. The people that blame them are generally people that don't have to pay to get in. And so I've never gone down that road. But I will say that if we are going to be the type program that we all want this football program to be, attendance for all the games, regardless of the kickoff time, is going to be required. And I want you to think about one thing, too. With the television expansion of the conferences, with the way that teams now or conferences now are wanting to show their games literally from the time you watch your first game at 11 o'clock in the morning until you go to sleep around midnight. They're wanting you to have a good game to watch that entire time. That Fox game at 11 a.m. is always a good game. They've got Texas and Alabama this week. The SEC, ESPN, moving forward, they're going to try to counter that. In other words, you're going to have good teams playing big games at 11 o'clock in the morning. So that means we're going to need to get used to this. Because if we're good, and I think we will be, you're not always going to play in prime time. A lot of times you will. But that 11 a.m. game is going to be important too. So you got to be up, got to be ready, got to be set to go tomorrow. Hey, I want to remind you that as always, we are presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. You've heard me talk about them. What you've heard me talk about more than anything is their professionalism. And that's what I like most about them. These are full-time realtors. These are people that do this and only this every day. This is not a side gig. And when you're buying or selling your home, I believe that the best route is to go with a professional. The best route is to go with someone who understands how to get you from contract to close, to where either you get your money if you're selling the house or you get that key to move into your dream home. Look for their yellow signs. You'll see them all over town. You can log on to WeikertGriffin.com. They've got locations in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale and Bentonville. They're in Fort Smith. I've used them. I couldn't be more satisfied with the service that I got from Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company, and I know you're going to feel the same way, too. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. For those of you who do not know, There was a time when South Carolina and Arkansas played one another every year. Both teams came into the SEC at the same time and played one another on what was then called a permanent basis for a couple of decades. In fact, Arkansas's first SEC win was at South Carolina the week after they lost to the Citadel. Hogs beat them the first two times they played in 94. South Carolina won over there, and then they came to Fayetteville in 1995, and that's when one of the great Razorbacks of all time at a record day, Madre Hill scored six touchdowns in that ball game as the Razorbacks put 51 points on the board and won the game. And the best part of all that is I am very pleased to say that Madre Hill joins us right now on the Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast. And Madre, first, thanks for joining us. It's wonderful to talk to you, and I, I certainly hope that you're doing well. 
I appreciate that. It's glad to be back. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to join you. It's always good to hear your voice, my friend. Well, now, you know, every time we play South Carolina and I'm in the press box, if I close my eyes, I can see you going over for that sixth touchdown. What do you remember about that day? That, that, that has to have been such a special memory for you. Yes, I remember the time in the huddle before the plays, how all the guys, we, we was really together during that game because the week before, on a face mask that wasn't called, uh, we lost to SMU. So we, we, we realized the importance of SEC play. Uh, Danny Ford made it very clear regarding that. And, and for some reason, that game, we was just extremely focused. And I just remember my teammates' eyes in, in, the, in that moment. Now, you rushed for 178 yards that afternoon. So, obviously, you had a lot of things going. As a – you know, for those of us who've never been in that position, do you – I mean, did you just know this was my day? Did you just – I mean, were you feeling the blocks and did everything just seem to work the way you wanted it to? Well, yeah, I, I remember it because I, I had to put on a show for my parents and all my family. During that time, tickets was extremely easy to get. <laughs> the stadium was quite empty. Uh, I was able to get, I believe I was able to get like 30, 40 tickets is unheard of for a player, especially today's time. Uh, so I had everybody at that game and uh, it was my opportunity to shine back home. And then uh, after that game, man, I was only able to get my my regular two or three, four tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, you think six touchdowns might earn you more than three or four tickets, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I think we did so well that everybody wanted to come out and see what was going on. And uh, we had a great year. We really did. Ended up in the SEC championship game. It was kind of the year that you know, the Razorbacks arrived on the scene in the SEC. And I'm, I just wonder if, if you guys had the sense that year that, you know, we're letting this new conference know that we know how to play football. Right. Well, Danny Ford was an old throwback coach anyway. So it was three yards in a cloud of dust. Uh, we had extremely hard practices back then. So uh, we was built tough. I mean, we was built to, to take on what was coming in the SEC. Uh, from his national championship run there at Clemson, uh, he had us very well prepared. I wonder, do you watch, and I know you see some practices and you've kept up with the game and done some coaching and things of that nature. When you think about what Danny Ford was like as a coach and you compare it to today, are there coaches like that out there still or was he kind of one of the last of the old Cowboys? Well, when you look at it, th there are coaches out there uh, that runs kind of similar programs. They they do it with a little bit more smoke and mirrors. But um, I look at Urban Meyer. He's he's an extremely hard coach. Uh, you look at uh, Nick Saban. He's an extremely hard coach. Steve Spurrier was an extremely hard coach. So uh, there's a few still out there that, that runs that type of program. Uh, but uh, I think those guys have mastered the ability to push that hardness through their assistance and love you uh, on the back end like Bobby Bowden, uh, you know, in the locker room. So 
I, I think there are a few that's still out there. You know, um, I want to go back to before all this, and then I want to, you know, fast forward to what happened after all this. I want to make certain everybody understands just what a great football player Madre Hill was. Time passes, and sometimes, uh, sometimes we forget. This guy was a first-team All-SEC running back at Arkansas. But before that, and I got to mention this, Madre, you rushed for over 6,000 yards at Malvern. At the time, it was a state record and stood for a while. Um, was football just always, you know, was that God's gift to you? Was that something that always came easy to you? Yes, it, it really was. Looking back on it, it's kind of unreal. You know, it's, it's almost like breathing, how easy the game. I mean, I could just literally get off the bus and, and do it. You know, I wouldn't even have to stretch. It was just that easy. Uh, and I think that because it was that easy and then I had great teammates uh, that allowed my talent to shine, it enabled me to do some things that a lot of people don't know. A lot of people still today don't know that I'm still the only one, number one, number one ranked uh, running back, uh, blue chip running back, uh, that was ranked in the country. Uh, most people don't even know that, you know, and uh, you would think after all the running backs, Arkansas being running back you, that there would be more. But uh, I think Mitch Mustang was, I think he got up the number one regarding quarterback at one time. But for the state of Arkansas, you know, I'm still the only running back that ever reached number one nationally on a recruiting scale. Uh, uh I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that I was able to do because of great teammates and coaches. So, I mean, it, it, you look back on it, it was cool to be number one in high school at running back. Peyton Manning was number one at quarterback, and Randy Moss was number one at wide receiver at the time. So, you know, the seat, the seat of run that I had and an enjoyment of representing my state, I mean, I couldn't ask for any more. Football was really important in your hometown growing up. I mean, Malvern's a football town. Um, yes. Was that ingrained in you really early in your life? Yes. I mean, we ran a great peewee program down there in Malvern. Uh, those guys take really pride in, in, in football. Yeah, I think every four years we have a major division. Well, at one point, every four years we had a major division one prospect. I think we have one now offensive lineman down there that everybody's looking at in the country. Uh, of course, he's about to be a hog. But, yeah, yeah, I, I think that Coach Appy did a wonderful job. Um, and then having relationships with junior high and peewee coaches to keep everybody in the game, uh, keep everybody a, a part of um, what would become uh, – uh, Nash, uh, excuse me, not a national championship, but a, a state championship run. I think it, it speaks a lot about our neighborhood, our community, and our people. All right, let's fast forward. 1995, we talked about the game. You got hurt in the SEC championship game, tore your ACL. <laughs> what a lot of people may not remember is, I mean, you sat out two years and then came back and were part of that team that went to the Citrus Bowl and um, played Michigan. What was it like during that period? To Because, I mean, you know, 
you know this better than we do. ACLs, it, it, you know, they make it sound simple now. Back then, it wasn't as simple as he'll be back in 10 months. You know, it, it was a much different deal. What was that period like for you? Well, first of all, it was strange because I'd never been injured in my life. Um, and, you know, Dr. Andrews, who worked on Emmitt Smith, some of the most successful NFL players uh, of our time, and I think the university, they did a, a wonderful job sending me to some of the best specialists in the world. Uh, they did everything. They went above and beyond uh, to give me an opportunity to make it to the NFL, in which I did. So I'm very grateful for my university and the training program that Dean Weber ran. Uh, I had the opportunity to, to, to talk to Dr. Andrews at that time, and, and he summed it up this way. You're a thoroughbred racehorse any little thing knocks the system completely out of whack so you know it, it was extremely hard to get back to the form of of smoothness and and effortlessness uh, all of a sudden I found myself having to work at certain things that I typically didn't have to work at before now to say that I, I was still above talent-wise of other running backs, I think I was. I think I was blessed with this, that much talent that it was, enabled me to, to move forward. But it was extremely hard. I, I cannot say that it wasn't. And there were some things that I never got back, and there were some things that I was able to improve on that I didn't have before. So it was a trade-off of parts, man. You know, sometimes you got to get – like, the, like you take your car, sometimes you can't get the original part back. You got to go get a knockoff. <laughs> and I had a couple of knockoffs, man, but the, but we got the system running, and that's uh, I'm thankful for it. You played professionally. You were drafted by the Browns, played for them, played in Europe, uh, came back, played in NFL. Football is such a business at that level, as I'm sure everyone who's involved in it finds out. This sounds like a simple question, but but what was the National Football League like as a player? Because it seems like it goes so far beyond just the football. Yeah, yeah, it's a business. It's a it's a Fortune 500 company, and you each player has to run themselves in that fashion as well. Um, it, it's strictly business. A lot of things are not based on talent. You know, when I was in the NFL, I with the Raiders, especially during our Super Bowl run, I was around some of the most successful NFL players that ever took took the field. And uh, I saw wide receivers, man. I was in camp with Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, but I saw guys that came into training camp that absolutely it was their time. I mean, when I tell you it was their time, but the chips have to fall. They're not going to let go of a Jerry Rice and Tim Brown. And so those guys didn't get an opportunity to, to showcase their talent. You know, it takes an injury for Tom Brady to become Tom Brady. If not, no one would know who Tom Brady is today. Hmm. So it really has to be about timing and being at the right place at the right time. It also has to be for you, you know, uh, God plays a, ba a major part in all this. So it, it has to be your time. And sometimes, you know, that door is going to be closed 
for another window to be open doing something else. You have given back to the game in your post-playing career. You've coached. I know you've uh, you got some little ones down there that I know keep you busy, and football is part of that too. What, what, what does the game mean to you in that respect, and, and why has that been important to you? Well, when I left the game, all I really knew was the game. I, I remember when I was sitting – Jerry Rice was my seatmate. Uh, and when we was flying to the Super Bowl there in San Diego and we left Oakland, me and Jerry had the time to talk. And, and Jerry said something that stuck with me. And he said, well, Madre, I look back on my whole entire life and all it was was football. He said, if you ever get a chance, make it more than football. And, and, and so when I – left FIU when I went to Florida National University and coached and Dunn Strott ended up getting let go as most coaching staffs they it's a turnover in staff I told my wife I said you know what I think I'm gonna try something different and uh from there I I I've been I've been well I became an executive of a nonprofit, and then I became uh an entrepreneur myself so I think the game has been instilled in me so much and my time as coaching, it wasn't my time because I wasn't in the right place with Steve Spurrier. I had opportunity to leave Steve Spurrier and go to Notre Dame and I decided to stay with him and he wanted me to recruit the state of Arkansas. And my agreement with him at that time was, Coach, I would coach your running backs, but I will not fly into the state of Arkansas. You can send me anywhere in the country, <laughs> Timbuktu. But if you send me to Arkansas, we're, it's not going to work because I spent my whole entire life, blood, sweat, and tears building a program. I am not going to go off in there and steal players out of my backyard and tear it down. So make a long story short, we got to the point where he's, thought that I can recruit Arkansas and from that point on our relationship went downhill because hmm. uh, I, I had set that standard and I wasn't going to break it for nobody hmm. that's an interesting story um, let's fast forward to where you are now I know literally okay. as we speak you're on the job you uh, you mentioned you were an entrepreneur um, I guess what that really means is you're responsible for everything now. <laughs> so uh, kind of yeah. catch us up. Catch us up on what you're doing now. Well, uh, I came back, took over a family-ran company, a small family-ran company, and uh, we provide many of different services, one of them being janitorial, uh, one of them being pool cleaning, handyman, uh, lawn care, uh, just a, a variety of different services. It's all tagged with same first name razor clean so it can be razor clean pool clean razor clean janitorial razor clean house cleaning uh so uh that's what i'm currently doing and i appreciate any support that i can receive in the state of arkansas uh, you know those guys don't forget about us old razorbacks they tend to take care of us and that's one of the pluses for kids of staying home you know when when you go home and stay, I mean, when you play ball at home and you stay home and everybody remembers your days and who you are and what you're given and 
and the sacrifice you made, they tend to reach out and help. And uh, the state of Arkansas has been really good to me, and I'm extremely appreciative, me and my family. I've kept you longer than I said I would, but I can't let you go without I can't let you go without asking about what you thought last week when you watched the Razorbacks play Cincinnati and what you think we might see Saturday against South Carolina. Well, I think Sam Pittman has gotten the heartbeat of the of the team. I think that they are a reflection of him. Uh, they're true to the game. You can see that they're going to give their all. They're going to roll up their sleeves. You're going to get what you get. Uh, I think that those guys have mastered one thing. And, and, and when you master this one thing, it gives you the opportunity to have success in life and anything. And that's the buy-in. If you buy into what you're doing, where God is what it is, you'll have success. And regarding South Carolina this week, I had the opportunity to watch them. They have some weaknesses in their offensive line. Uh, their secondary is kind of suspect. They have an extremely dangerous quarterback and an extremely dangerous wide receiver. So our corners and safeties are going to have to win this game for us. Our D linemen, our linebackers, they're going to have to play their part. But I, I think it comes down to more of what Sam Pittman and our team come in with the mentality of doing and, and get the job done. I think it has nothing to do with South Carolina this week. Madre, you're one of the great Razorback success stories, and I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Anytime. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in Pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code HTL at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make. Make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Believe B L E A V 50. That's Believe B L E A V 50. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. That was good. I enjoyed that. I like talking to these former players. Madre has just been such a great ambassador for our program uh, since his time in Fayetteville, played in the National Football League, as we mentioned, and he told you about his business now, and he's just got a, boy, he's got a beautiful family. Madre was inducted into the Hall of Honor a couple of years ago, and they were all there, and uh, just great, gave a great speech, um, credited his wife. Uh, for the man that he'd become, and uh, Madre's just a terrific guy, and uh, sure was a pleasure to visit with him, and glad he joined us on the podcast today. All right, let's take a look at some of the other games before we go. Alabama and Texas playing tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock opposite the Razorbacks in South Carolina. This is on Fox. It's just the 10th meeting all time between Alabama and Texas. That's hard to believe. It's the first time since 1922 that they have played in the regular season. Most recently, they played in 2009. Colt McCoy got hurt. You remember Alabama beat him 31-27. to This time, Alabama's a 20-point favorite. Is it fair to say that tomorrow's a day when we pull for Alabama? I think it might be fair to say that most Razorback fans will not be bothered one bit if Alabama goes in there and just runs them off the field. Saban's going against a former assistant again. You know, he's 25-2 and all-time against his former assistants. And 23 of those 25 wins were by two touchdowns or more. So he doesn't just beat them. He reminds them who the master is. And I got a feeling that's what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, every year, oh, Texas is going to be better. Texas is getting better. Texas is going to be back. And if they win a game, people declare Texas to be back. But I just remember how soft they were up front last year when they played the Razorbacks in Fayetteville. I mean, they were soft. They were uh, non-SEC-ready soft. And I don't know that they're going to be able to just turn that around in one year. And I don't know that, you know, the standard you want to measure against yourself in that regards Alabama. I just can't see any other scenario playing out beyond Alabama dominating the line of scrimmage. And as we've seen before, the first time they force a turnover and score, I mean, it's just like sharks to blood. The game's over. I say Bama big in Texas tomorrow. Tomorrow night, Kentucky plays at Florida. This is an interesting matchup. Florida beat Utah last week, and everybody said, man, the Gators are back. They went from being unranked in the AP poll to ranked 12th in the land. Good quarterback matchup. And this one tomorrow night, Will Levis of Kentucky. I know people got mad when Will Levis was named an all-SEC quarterback preseason and K.J. wasn't, but 
mean, Levis is projected to be a first-round NFL draft pick. Um, he's not chopped liver. He's the better of the two quarterbacks in this game. Anthony Richardson, he can make a lot of plays with his legs, and, and he's not a bad passer. But Will Levis is overall the more polished quarterback. Florida had beaten Kentucky 31 straight times until Kentucky broke that streak in 2018. A lot of people going with the Gators this weekend. I think Kentucky is going to be a lot tougher on the line of scrimmage than Utah was. I think Mark Stoops, in his bid to turn Kentucky into a football school, goes to the swamp and beats the Gators tomorrow night. One other SEC game to pay attention to. Late tomorrow night on FS1, Mississippi State plays at Arizona. If Mississippi State is going to be the factor that they're, that a lot of people think they will be this year, I've heard people say they're the surprise team in the West. If they are that team, they'll win this ball game. Now, it's tough when you travel a couple of time zones. It's tough. It's tough when you go out West. It's going to be hard on the Razorbacks when they go play Brigham Young later this October. Strange things happen when you start taking teams west and they start changing time zones and they start seeing a part of the country they've never seen before. Mississippi State's a ten and a half point favorite in this ball game. Arizona has not been real good the last few years. They beat San Diego State by eighteen in their first game. Mississippi State got some revenge on Memphis, beat them by twenty six. If Mississippi State is really a threat. This is a game that they will win. I'm not necessarily saying that they should go out there and win handily. Because sometimes, again, when you start changing time zones and going west, if you can get a one-point win, you'll hop back on the plane and be the happiest guy around. I think Mississippi State wins this game in a blowout. I think they make a statement for our league, and I think they're a team that we're all going to have to watch out for as we move a little bit later into the season. All right. Let's get ready for football. 11 o'clock in the morning tomorrow, Arkansas and South Carolina. Clearly, we'll have a big recap on Monday when we join you then. Our thanks again to Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company, for making all this happen. Go Hogs, and we'll talk Monday. Boonville Batman is up next. The night is darkest just before the dawn. Give me the hugs, Chuck. I'm Batman. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.